Um, yes, uh, I work for Transparency International in Italy, as I said, and we are uh, we just did research on the legal and practice part uh, in Italy, and uh, I'd like also to comment something on <laughs> what Nikos just said and see how things seem really different, but oops, they are not so different for what it concerns the problems and the loopholes with legislation and practice somehow. Italy is uh, in, the rank that, in the rankings that Nikos was mentioned earlier, Italy is not as high as the UK is. And uh, this is quite clearly explained by the fact that uh, Italy doesn't have a strong culture on open data, it's just uh, like a recent achievement and not really an achievement yet. Uh, we're just starting to work on the, on the open data actually. We don't have like a, a single legislation on open data, but uh, there's actually a quite a fragmented uh, framework of laws and there are provisions. Um, we have to say that there was a, a recent legislative decree in 2013 that, that actually really focused on the transparency and just the act to consider in Italy for what is concerned transparency and uh, also open data, but it's not the only one. So we had to just uh, do, do a research also on uh, past and uh, previous uh, legal uh, acts to find out uh, some important aspects to understand uh, the complete framework uh, of Italy. Starting from the protection of copyright, but we go, for example, to in uh, 1990, the law on administrative proceed proceeding. This law was really crucial for the access to information uh, in Italy because uh, it, for the first time it introduced the possibility to access information. And uh, this access of information was only on the request, of course, but uh, you needed to have a legitimate interest to access the information. So the access was not really open to the citizens but it was only open to the person who had a legitimate interest over that act. And it was quite restrictive. This has been changed recently, and we're getting there. And in uh, 1996, uh, it was uh, introduced the law on the protection of private data that is quite restrictive in Italy. And so it just uh, blocked from a lot of uh, information to be open, but more than open, also shared and published on uh, on uh, the websites of, uh, for example, public administrations. In 2005, we had the first code of digital administration that had the good point of introducing, for example, a definition of open data in Italy. That's quite different. There's some specifics that, for example, your law doesn't have. From what you just said, it's just a specific thing that it's quite strange. And uh, with the reform of public administration in uh, 2009, this reform was uh, kind of perceived as a huge reform because it first introduced a lot of like uh, a lot of duties of publication that didn't exist in Italy. Each administration had to create a specific uh, uh, like transparency area on their websites, and it was kind of a first step to publishing data and making public administrations more open. 
and then uh, we have a growth degree in 2012 but then we get uh, ju just uh, before uh, entering the last recent tax that are the most important for what is the really really the legal framework now I want just to focus on the code of, uh, of digital administration because uh, in 2005 it first introduced some duties of transparency and they, they need to use uh, IT, IT, ITC technologies to communicate uh, and publish that data. It seems quite strange <laughs> if, you, if you like this, but we need to explicit that. And, um, and the code was uh, reviewed in 2010 to update it with the, also with the changed uh, legislation and surrounding legislation. The anti-corruption law is really important, not only because our project is called uh, Taking Anti-Corruption with Open Data, and so it is really a focus on, uh, on anti-corruption, but also because for the first time the government has this mandate to regulate transparency uh, issues and the diffusion of information, the publication of information on, uh, in public administration. The previous law I was mentioning in 2009 maybe was too ambitious or maybe it didn't have like the practical side that needed to be implemented to, to have a, a functioning law. This law kind of uh, changed how the the public administration has have to deal with the anti-corruption also through uh, prevention tools. We didn't, uh, until 2012 in Italy, there wasn't really a thought about uh, the prevention of corruption on the legal part. It was only a prevention. Now, with this law, some tools were provided and some tools uh, were introduced. For example, this law, uh, made a, an obligation to coordinate the public the publicity duties and uh, some data, for example the one related to the, the politicians or appointed people, appointed from politicians in public uh, administration need to be, to be published, like the CDs, uh, this kind of information, the declaration of uh, absence of conflicts of interest. Uh, the open data format is required. There was also this point that's, that's actually problematic because uh, it's related to the information that needs to be updated. As, as I'll explain later, this is one of the major troubles that we have uh, with, uh, in Italy with, uh, with open data. And also it first introduced sanctions. I have to say that sanctioning is really behind how it should be in Italy, but uh, sanctions were introduced. And uh, this anti-corruption law also provided for the government to uh, enhance uh, some other acts. One of them was the transparency decree. So the government has this mandate to coordinate all the transparency duties on public administration. And this is how it regulated. Total accessibility. And that changed completely the access that was uh, that was ruling from the 90, from the 1990. So now everybody can access information on request as a freedom to, to go for a civic access. And um, as, I, as I told you earlier, until this law we had to prove a legitimate interest to ask for any information. And this changed everything. 
At least it should be changing everything because now everybody can uh, ask uh, to access uh, public uh, information. And uh, when any information is missing on a website, you can ask for them inform for that information to be released. And uh, after your actually your uh, request, the public administration has 30 days to publish it. The open format, uh, information needs to be in open, uh, in open data and uh, the definition is provided by the Code of Digital Administration and I'll be there in one, one minute. The obligation for the administrations to enhance three years uh, integrity transparency plans. So a kind of middle-term view from, uh, from the public administration on how to implement and uh, regulate transparency duties. And then introduced a strong role that's, that's the one of the anti-corruption authority in planning the, but most of all in monitoring, because actually it's the anti-corruption authority that now has the task to monitor uh, if the public administrations implement or not this law. The format of open data as provided by the Article 68 of the Code of Digital, Digital Administration provides for open data in Italy be public, complete and neutral to what it is necessary to use the data. But most important are the characteristics that are of course available through a license, but it's usable by everyone and that's the difference of what you were saying that can be a, an, an argument of debate also for commercial purposes in Italy. And uh, of course it needs to be accessible for information and communication technology and it needs to be supplied with the metadata. That sometimes this is the tricky part for, for, for the administration that implements it. As I told you, we are in a process of opening our uh, public administrations and I need to say personally this government seems in that direction on uh, reforming and introducing a lot of proposals that are really directed to opening uh, the public administration. They in a, in, I can say the plan to reform public administration, our current prime minister proposed for example this, this citizen pin, so to create a, a digital identity for each citizen, Im implementing the existing law, the existing law on uh, electronic invoicing, standardization and interconnection of a lot of database that we have in the public administration and this is most important of course for the need to connect the data, to create the linked data, to actually scale up the quality of data. That's now, as I'll show you later, kind of three stars in Italy, most of them, almost all of them, and, uh, and this is it. This is, uh, these data are taken uh, from uh, the portal, the internet portal of the public administration, uh, that's uh, data.gov.it, kind of like uh, the UK one, and this is the number of data. These are some statistics that you can take out, they are updated at March, the data, and uh, we can see that uh, the number of published data communicated to the, to the to this uh, portal are, uh, are really increasing. They doubled in the last year and the trend is like that. So it's really increasing. So most of the administration are publi publishing data. They are actually now implementing all the duties they have and actually they are now publishing 
all the duty, all the all the public, all the data sets that are required by law, because the transparency decree, the one of 2013, introduced like a kind of 40, 50 new uh, duties for publication on public administration, and they are adapting a little by little, especially smaller administration. Concerning the quality, we are at the same problem that uh, probably UK has. Uh, the quality is not so high. The number of uh, the the percentage of uh, high-level quality datasets is low. Is just a small part of them are five stars. Most of them are three stars. And the trend is is just uh, standing like this. It's not like improving. We're not like incrementing, incrementing, improving the quality. We're we're improving, incrementing the quantity, but not the quality. This is another uh, interesting. Uh, picture I'm, I'm sorry if the picture are quite dark but uh, it shows uh, the, digital, the digital divide that we have in Italy now not all the public administrations are capable of implementing the law as you can say we have uh, two kinds of digital divides the first one is between north, north and southern Italy you can see that uh, most of the northern region have uh, kind of uh, good quantity of uh, published data, but uh, in the southern regions uh, this number decreases a lot. But another really important thing to consider for the digital divide is the one between uh, major and minor bodies. Unfortunately we have only one law and uh, also the guidelines to implement the law are not really differentiating between the bigger and smaller bodies. Smaller bodies most of times don't have absolutely the capacity, the resources, the skills to implement uh, and to, to implement the loop. This is another graphic that points out how many administrations are, uh, are publishing data. And it's quite interesting because almost all of the regional administrations have some kind of uh, publication of data. Doesn't mean that all, all of them publish all the data there forced to, uh, to publish, but most of them does. <coughs> also the central public administration do, not all of them unfortunately, and this is quite tricky, but as you can see only 38 municipalities in Italy deliver this data. This, um, of course, uh, these statistics are not complete, because uh, they are based on uh, data and information communicated by the administrations to the central government. So the, numbers is pro the number is probably higher of municipalities, but it's still low, because 38 municipalities in Italy is just a really, really low number. About the monitor of implementation, when it's just started, I, I cannot say that. I mean, this is the anti-corruption authority that they just uh, released in uh, early 2015, about uh, the kind of checks they did. They did some, uh, they do some, uh, some control, some checks because of uh, they are required to do. And so on ministries, regions, independent of authorities, regions, uh, regions, chefs, the bigger municipalities, health bodies. So there are some uh, bigger, larger bodies that are quite controlled. 
The other bodies are not really controlled, they are controlled only on complaint. If there is some complaint by some part, they can do specific checks on that. And what happens when they do a control and they found they the administration uh, lacking something? <laughs> they give a warning, then they check if after the warning the administration adjusted, then they, they, they give an order. We don't know what's up, what happens after the order because this is so recent and they just started this activity of monitoring the implementation of the law because it was implemented in 2013. 2014 was the first year, the first year of uh, really control. We also, of course, took into consideration uh, resources, publication, also from other organizations, association, university. We did also a survey. Uh, our survey was not directed to to the citizens; so it was directed to the public administrations. We took in con into consideration the uh, public administration that had published some data according to that, the website data.gov.it and, uh, and we contacted uh, all of them, so it's well, nearly 100 uh, public administrations. Unfortunately, not, not all of them decided to agree to answer to our questionnaire or to specific interviews, that's how we carried out. Actually, we con we contacted a lot of people because we contacted at least not at least we contacted three people in, in each administration. We contacted the the office, the anti-corruption officer, the transparency officer, and we contacted the team that actually was really carrying out the open data project within the public administration. And. Uh, the 20% of the administration actually responded and take part. We have some things that we, we could uh, catch from these administrations. Of course, uh, these are data that are only based on administration, which are, I can say, maybe the best ones in publishing data in Italy. So this sample also doesn't consider what is not done, because in a lot of, as, you, as I told you, smaller public bodies, nothing is done. And uh, we asked, uh, what do you think about uh, the, uh, the obligations you have in the public administration now, for what it concerns the, the uh, publication duties? They say, they quite say that are uh, satisfied. Of course, I'm, I'm talking about uh, the administration who impl which implemented the law. the law. So most of them said yes or yes, quite, it's quite good. Only some of them said that it was too complex. None of them responded that it was too expensive uh, in terms of uh, resources. And then we asked also, do you think if uh, uh, do you think that uh, open data are effective somehow to prevent corruption? And they said yes. But then we asked, uh, okay, mention us some cases of your administration, when can you tell us a case, something that you can see, okay, this thing prevented corruption, none of them could give us an, an, an example. And so, <laughs> this is quite, uh, okay, reduces the quality maybe of our question, of our survey, but it gives a hint of what they perceive and then what they actually achieve. And uh, we also ask, uh, are you releasing Ah, yeah, yeah. Are you releasing uh, uh, open data only because it's low that us and they most of say no, also for a smaller transparency that helps the body to improve. 
but of course legal compliance was also a factor. We asked uh, which, which were the most difficulties for impl with implementation. I was saying cultural barrier, so most of uh, employees don't know how to publish and uh, understand this open culture. The updating of data is perceived as a huge, huge problem. The technical skills are often lacking, not only on the open data team within the administration, but on all the other uh, offices that need to provide the data in an open format. The reliability of data, that's, what, that's a huge problem in Italy, because you, we don't have any tool to understand if the data is reliable now. The information are heterogeneous, somehow are perceived as a discretionary, discretionality in how to publish and what to publish, for example. We ask how did they, okay, I can skip this one to get, because uh, this, just to get uh, to conclusions. These are some things that we can just perceive as good practice. Well, good legal, legal duties now. I think that uh, it's a good step to, to force public administration to provide uh, something. Uh, I think it's needed to be done. We have some kind of good example of also publishing the data. We have a project that publishes, uh, that, starts, that just started, so we need to understand how it works. Information and public expenses. And uh, also proposed uh, legal and regulatory change, uh, changes seem to be good, good effort at least. But then, of course, we have uh, the problem that I've already explained, the readability and processability of data is a huge problem, delays in uh, the digital, digitalization of the public administration in general, the lack of data in a lot of public administrations, and, of course, the problems on, in checking the accuracy of data. These are some suggestions. Uh, Lorenzo, is, for example, is really involved in the Freedom of Information Act uh, campaign for Italy. We don't have a Freedom of Information Act in Italy. And uh, other suggestion, of course, is to differentiate the duties on, uh, depending on the bodies. Regulate some sectors, so including new duties for some sectors that are completely uncovered. But this maybe can be reached through a Freedom of Information Act. For example, health sector, but also the judiciary are sectors that are quite untouched by the law now.